for everybody, this is Gabe Gerbic. He is a T12 paraplegic who is a strength and conditioning coach and instructor at ASU and MCC in the exercise science program and sports nutritionist. Gabe, we are super happy you are here with us. We, uh, when you listen back to this episode, you'll probably feel what the hell was going on because we have been talking now about some very intimate things. But uh, we're going to switch this up a little bit. How we're going to change it up. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either, but you missed out on it for sure. Um, well, we're going well, to change, <laughs> change directions. Let's change directions. We got a guest, and we want to hear about him and his story. So, Gabe, thank you for coming, first of all. We warmed up the audience, as it were. What's that? He said we warmed up the audience. Oh, gotcha. All right. Very good. Yeah. But thanks for coming. Um, if you want to do maybe a short introduction on yourself of what level you are, how you became uh, an individual with a disability, and then uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, I'm a T12 paraplegic, um, and it's been almost 33 years, literally on the 16th. It'll be my anniversary. So uh, congratulations to me. And uh, you know, I, I, I uh, went to ASU for a long time, and, and initially I was studying in the, the uh, legal department, and then, you know, I ended up going into the exercise science department later on, and then, uh, you know, it just became my passion, and then over the years, it's been um, really nice to bring good information to people that are in the disability community, because even in their even in the able-bodied community, I mean, there's a lot of misinformation. I'm sure everybody's heard all of the you know BS things about diets and exercise and things that you need to do or don't do, and uh, you know it's probably worse than ever with the advent of social media and Instagram, you know, and things like that. But uh, bringing good information to people and, and you know keeping people healthy and fit because you know as we know, people in our community unfortunately have a lot of health concerns and you know um, disease rates are much higher within the disabled community. So trying to keep people healthy and keep them on track. Well, first thing I, I would like to say thank you for that because it is a very important thing. Um, you know, when I was uh, when I was younger, uh, I never really had an issue with this. I'm 21 years now. Um, mm -hmm. So congratulations on your 33 years coming up, um, 21 years. And uh, over, just over the last three or four years, I've really seen a downward development of my body, mm -hmm. right? The quad belly is really starting to get out of control. <laughs> like a lot of things that I didn't notice and or didn't care, right? Mm -hmm. Because it didn't, didn't affect me are yep. now starting to. And so my question for you is, as far as nutrition and exercise, does somebody in a chair need to have a different type of healthy nutrition than somebody outside or an able-bodied, say? I don't know if it would be necessarily different, but your attention to detail may be different, um, where someone else might be able to get away with eating something you know that's heavier or something that is more calorically dense. Um, might be easier for them to burn it off. If, if someone's walking, obviously they have the largest, the largest muscles in the body are in the leg and the hip, right? So those ones burn a lot more calories. And I think everybody who was, you know, um, 
previously able-bodied and then became disabled realizes that really quickly. Like when I was first injured, I gained a lot of weight and got really heavy and just didn't know what I was doing. I was 17 when I was injured and, you know, healthy and an athlete and, you know, I ate the same way. And then I just started packing on the pounds and it wasn't that it wasn't that I was doing anything really differently. I just wasn't really burning any extra calories like I would normally be. So there is a definite challenge in that, you know, if you're eating dinner with someone and you're eating the same meal with someone who's walking, obviously they're going to burn that off much easier than you are. Right. So you have to, unfortunately, even though your, you know, your hunger uh, doesn't go down much, but your, you know, you have to have your eyes be bigger than your mouth, so to speak, you know, so that you're not eating mm -hmm. all of that. And oftentimes you have to, you know, make that conscious choice, which is difficult. Unfortunately, we've got enough difficulties to deal with it to begin with, mm -hmm. but having to deal with that as well, being able to really control your eating and make it commensurate with the amount of calories that you're burning, right? Mm -hmm. That's the big so, trying to be in balance somehow. I got one more question and I'll pass it over to Laronda and Eric. Um, yeah. Um, is there like, would you, let's just say a base 1200, 1400 calories, 1600. Is there something, and I know that you probably want to go way deeper into that. You want to know everybody's movement and how much they use and calories burn and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But just for time sakes, right. Um, for people who are listening, is there a, base that you start at to say hey this person's a quad they can't burn off a ton of calories right. i would recommend trying to be at a 1400 calories a day 1600 would there there are i mean in nutrition there are rough calculations that you can do which is basically 10 times your body weight is considered mm -hmm. your baseline right so that's in order to maintain the same weight that you currently have so if you weigh 150 pounds you need 1500 calories if you were laying on a couch doing nothing, right? And then we use mm -hmm. a, that same um, 10 times, one to 10 times your body weight as a sliding scale in order to basically include activity, right? So if you're doing a lot of activity, like if you're out on a road bike every day and doing a lot of work, then you're gonna need more calories, right? So baseline and a simple calculation is 10 times your body. Right. So that's in order to maintain your body weight. Now, if you wanted to lose weight, let's say it's it's fifteen hundred calories, maybe we take in thirteen hundred calories. So it's not it's not to the point where you're super hungry. It's just a little bit lower than you need, and then over time that slowly decreases, you know, body weight. Then when you come where you come in, it, it turns into like what are the good calories and what are the bad calories and all that's and that's the science in which you come in and do all that stuff, right? Well, and there, there are some simple, um, you know, easy ways of, of basically determining what's a good calorie and what isn't. And if you were to just look at things that are less processed, things that have higher fiber, for example, um, you know, like a white bread versus a whole grain bread, right? Um, much different. One is a delivery system for carbohydrate and one, you know, has fiber in it, which slows down the absorption of glucose so that it makes you feel full longer, gives you higher satiety or satisfaction. And then you end up eating less overall when you have a higher fiber diet, you know, along with, uh, you know, good sources of proteins and things like that. But density of food is a big thing. Like if you have a big stir fry of, of uh, 
you know, like let's say you have a ratatouille or you have a stir fry of vegetables, there's not a lot of calories in those vegetables, but you can eat a lot. So it's not necessarily that you have to be, you know, hungry. You can be full. It's just that most people don't prefer to eat tons of vegetables, right? So oftentimes it's the other things that you're eating that are really the problem. Mm -hmm. But you can eat till your heart's content when it comes to, you know, um, you know, good vegetables. I mean, you show me somebody that got heavy eating vegetables, right? Unless, of course, they're fried, right? So that. Oh, dang it. Dang it. Why did you got to bring them? If you were thinking the whole time I was saying that, like, all we have to do is fry them and they'll taste Right, yeah, fried fry zucchini is the bomb. Fried zucchini, <laughs> fried okra. <laughs> I, totally agree, but, uh, right. you know, I mean, from right. calories, tough, especially for us, you know, we're not burning as many calories. What about air frying? I mean, is that you a know, workaround? What I just bought behind me over here, I did this this uh, little um, convection oven has air frying in it as well, so. Um, mm. I kind of like this idea. It's, you know, it, it definitely takes down the fat content quite a bit. So if you mm -hmm. do enjoy those types of food, then at least you can draw that down, you know, and have a, a healthier option. Mm -hmm. So if I had like air fried donuts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, are we cutting the edge here? Are we like gleaming the cube? I mean, are we, no. you know. Well, I mean, there comes a time when like, if something tastes good and <laughs> you're eating it, Anyway, does how much sugar is in it, and then how many of them are you eating? If it's really good, and you're thinking like, "Oh, this is real," that's exactly what happened. Do you remember when you know they came out with fat-free cookies and things? They started realizing, started realizing like with Entenmann's that people were eating more calories because fat actually has a satiety factor, so mm -hmm. it actually satisfies you. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're just eating, you know, sugary cookies, you can eat as many as you want, and you're like, "These are great; they're fat-free." I just got a meme. <laughs> mm -mm -mm. You know, I, I, when I think about the fat-free stuff, see where I mess up is that it says fat-free. Okay, yeah. so if I'm eating an Oreo, I'm gonna go and eat two Oreos. So I'm like, uh, but then they got the little thins, and yeah. so I'm like, I can eat five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can eat five of those because they thin. <laughs> Right, and it's it's a fool's paradise with some of those food products because it makes mm -hmm. it feel like you're eating a healthier option. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you're eating more of them because it's healthier, then you end up eating more calories in the long run. So that's not no, really better. It happens to me all the time, all the time. It's true. <laughs> I mean, look what happened when they released, uh, do all of you remember when they released Olestra-based uh, chips? The ones that had the fat that didn't get absorbed. Aren't mm. those the ones that cause people so much digestive problems? They tested, I heard they tested that stuff in a movie mm -hmm. theater with popcorn. And the ones that had the Olestra, they all had digestive problems like immediately. It was crazy. Well, the way the, <laughs> the, way the fat molecule worked was that it was bigger. And so it didn't bind to, um, you know, some of the things normally that it would bind to. And so mm -hmm. it the intestinal system pretty fast and and without <laughs> being absorbed right so it didn't have enough um uh smallness to be able to be absorbed across the membrane and Ooh. then oh. you ended up with people you know and the irony is and this is instructive because it was designed to be less calories so people mm -hmm. ate more of them but you you mm -hmm. weren't supposed to it literally had a, a uh, disclaimer on the packaging that said 
don't eat too many of these because it'll cause intestinal distress. And everybody does. Did they have diarrhea? Yeah. Oh, oh, really bad. It's it's horrible. Sugar free gummy bears. <laughs> oh, have you seen the reviews for that? Yeah. Those are amazing. The yeah. sugar free so gummy bears. At the everybody at the movie theater that ate them had got immediately. The, oh my god. Well, like, either there, you get a like good a half of them. Gas. Like it, it, it was one or the other. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, uh-huh. when you got half of the people there having being distressed i mean that should have been a good sign to stop but you know usually you would go oh it's only two percent or one percent but half yeah let's just add corn to it corn syrup and it'll all be good (laughs) (laughs) you can tell by how popular that is nowadays you don't really see it in the market anywhere Um, Mm, it's horrible yeah look well look at me i work out i'm gonna tell you Okay, I'm glad you have it. <laughs> Shut up. Stop. I work out every day, just about. Every day. I can't, my, my belly fat just, I don't want to be skinny. Okay, let me get that. I want to be healthy. I want to tone. And I think that I have a hard time. You know, I, I know it's because of my, you know, as far as my disability or whatnot, um, because I have no muscle mass or, or, or whatnot. So, but I just want to, I want to tone. I don't work my legs because I don't want to lose what I have on my legs, but trying to tone his stomach. Wait, say that again. You don't work your legs because you. I don't want to lose the mat, what I have. My legs are fine. Cause like I said, I have a problem with being skinny to be honest. I've never been skinny. So I don't want to lose weight. I want to tone. I just want to tone. Or or what's your affliction uh, injury? I'm a paraplegic. Okay, but you have uh, spasticity in the lower body, and you yeah, have- yeah, I have spasticity and all of that. Um, um, so like I have a lot of hip, um, I have a lot of um, core. So I do the, tw- you know, I do the where I'm twisting. I'm like with the weights, the whole nine yards. But you know, Laronda, um, I have a belly, and there was one time in my life that I didn't have my belly, and and this I didn't was in- even before I had kids. Well, when I was in college, the only thing that got rid of my belly um, was when I worked in janitorial and I mopped floors because I literally would hang on to the handle and I twist my hips to mop the floor. The, <laughs> the, other, the other time is swimming, just lots of swimming. I swim like an hour and a half. I swim an hour and a half every day and, and I did a lot of... Uh, um, when you swim, when you're swimming, your body rotates like this, right? When you're doing the freestyle mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't realize they lead with their shoulders when they should be leading with their hips. So what you do is you focus on lead, turning your hips first like that. And it, what it does is it, it makes it easier, but it also tones up your middle without well, having to, I could float. We can work on this. We can work on this, Loranda. I can help. Have you considered uh, doing more uh, muscle building exercises so that you're gaining muscle? That is actually, I mean, muscle is metabolically active, so it burns calories. Fat doesn't, right? So it's just inert and waiting for you to start. Okay. So, 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 someone like me, you know, that's with my injury level, my injury for me, because like I said, I don't. I don't want to lose the, the, the weight. Like I said, I want to tone it. So you think that it's more, you know, more doing, because I, I do lift weights. 
I cycle for five, do five miles on a cycle, uh, right. hand cycle. And then I just wait, do weights. So okay. do you think that, that would that be something good? And then far as like calories too, you know, I'm like you with the whole, you know, with the calories. I mean, I, sometimes I feel like I have to starve myself because I can't burn it off like an able-bodied person. Um, so it's like you, you go to a dietitian, they tell, I, that's why I don't like to deal with a lot of people that are not disabled only because you cannot, I feel like you can't advise me properly because you really don't, you, you really don't know. You know what I'm saying? I guess, does that make sense? That's, I mean, that's an absolutely true, you know, I mean, it's a concern that a lot of people have, whether or not you're, um, dealing with doctors in general, like, you know, everybody's always searching for the Holy Grail, which is a doctor that understands spinal cord injury or whatever mm-hmm. you have. Um, and when you find them, you latch on to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as, you know, exercise goes, I mean, oftentimes it's a good idea to change modes of exercise so that you're doing one exercise one day and another exercise another day so that you can change the muscles that you're working, not only that you don't overstress the joints that you're going to use, but also mm-hmm. change the modes of exercise. So for example, if you're swimming one day and you're not a good swimmer, you're going to work harder, right? If you're used to using a bike, you might become efficient at it, right? So after mm-hmm. a while, you get to a point where you have to either you know, work harder, go longer, something mm-hmm. like that, in order to push the intensity level. Because... Mm-hmm. Because there's no way, you know, when you get efficient at something, then you actually become, you know, um, a calorie sort of saver almost. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's a good idea to just change your patterns regularly or change your routine regularly. So that you're not doing the same thing all the time. Okay. And and I understand the whole water because when I was, um, before I had children, Mm -hmm. that's how I maintain, (laughs) that's how I maintain, you know, my size was... I did, I did swim. So I can't do like, I mean, like if you go to, when we go to ability and I see all my other friends, I mean, they'd be like, fish, me, I'm a type of swim person. That's all I can do. I can't go Breast in the water. <laughs> that's, that's, that's you know, my type of, that's you know, LaRonda, I, I went to the Paralympics in the breaststroke. I can show you how to really get that going on. But are you on really, really show? You see, oh. you, I, I really, I, I really, I really can. I really can. I, I was a coach at one point, so I'm just letting you right. know. Um, so there's a, there's a plug me real quick for my Paralympians. <laughs> right. So we're gonna go to Shaw House and use his pool, and uh, <laughs> Please. he would show me how to properly swim. So do you think? I mean, far as like, but but then I'll. I just like I said, I really just want to lose the gut. Everything else I'm okay with. I'm I'm pretty much oh you know okay with everything else. Just I just want to tone it up. If you can use your legs for any specific exercise, like if you can get on a machine and actually do leg presses. Oh no, I, yeah, no, I don't have you. I can't do the leg press or anything oh, like you're, that. You're just worried about losing weight and then losing the muscle mass in the legs. Is that what you're saying? There you go. I yeah, I want to keep what I yeah, I want to keep what I have. You know, yeah, when I was bodybuilding, like my upper body would get super lean and then my legs would get really tiny. So. Right. And I don't. Yeah. And that's what I don't want, because what I feel some get people say, nice once you shape. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, um, I, I mean, I hear that all the time from a lot of people like, you know, in the groups that I'm in, the, the one thing that they have a problem with is the weight that they lose in their legs. 
um you know and so you know they're like oh how can i gain it how can i gain it and i don't think you can gain it back because even that muscle mass is what they're losing the only thing you can really do i mean if you do have if you have spasticity it's better of course but if you um utilize something like electric stim sometimes that helps with uh not only maintaining muscle mass but you know in in people that are paralyzed you can actually gain muscle mass whereas in someone who's someone who's uh, just zapping themselves and able-bodied is not going to experience that growth because it's mm-hmm. not an overload factor whereas mm-hmm. someone that has paralysis it will actually be an overload factor okay so I want to make sure I understand you correctly. So, because mm-hmm. uh, like a, this is a big thing with a lot of people that yep. um, is that, that they want to gain. So if they were, you can gain that muscle mass back. Well, within reason, it, it, it depends yes. on depends on what we're you know the levels mm-hmm. are for the person, mm-hmm. the activity within the neurological system. If mm-hmm. you don't see, like, I don't have any function below the leg at all, or I'm sorry, below the hip at all. So mm-hmm. considered a complete at T12. Mm-hmm. I can put electrodes on my thighs and turn it all the way up and absolutely nothing happens except for, you know, I'll get burn marks on the skin. Um, so if you have, um, you know, a twitch, like if I can elicit a twitch with a, with a electrical stim machine, then mm-hmm. actually you're, you're able to utilize that muscle, right? Okay. In, in a muscle that's completely paralyzed and has no activity, you're not going to be able to really do anything with that. So okay. that's just going to be, unfortunately, you're left to, you know, father time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, watch your, you watch your muscle mass slowly go away. I mean, I used to have great calves, you know, and they're gone. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's 33 years of, you know, um, living in the chair and just mm-hmm. watching the muscle mass go completely away. So, and it so, stayed with me, but then it slowly just sort of, you know, got soft and then it just kind of went away i'll piggyback on loranda's question here um Mm -hmm. i think a lot of us even pair us all the way up to quads right we all have an issue of trying to lose that belly fat right the 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 side fat and trying to figure out a way to be able to efficiently lose that without losing the uh, let's say muscles and or strength that we do currently have right mm-hmm. i mean what is there any recommendations for you i mean is it a diet situation is it a diet and exercise situation it, it is a diet and exercise situation you can diet away you know um fat of course but at the same time that's more you know restrictive and also you'll end up losing more muscle mass by doing that a muscle that's trained actually loses less mass during dieting than something that is untrained. So for example, you know, like, like they used to do studies where they would have a person, they would pedal with one leg only and they'd have the other leg on the ground, right? So they would be pedaling on a bike ergometer and then they would, uh, you know, have them on a diet and they would actually do circumference measurements. And the circumference actually stayed relatively similar in the one that was working and the one that wasn't working would actually shrink. Mm-hmm. So you don't have bilateralism like that where you end up with you know, one, one, you know, um, matching the other, unfortunately. But, the, but that is illust- illustrative that you basically have um, a protective mechanism on proteins in the body that are being actually worked, right? So if you're working them, mm-hmm. you're actually staying there and staying prominent. Um, plus your nutrition while you're dieting makes a big difference. 
that's why I said at the beginning, like if you're going to have a calorie gap, it should be relatively small. So mm. that you're not, you know, you're not taking in 500 calories, you know, where you're absolutely starving the body. If you're taking in, you know, 150 less calories per day, that's, you know, half a bagel. You didn't really change your diet that much. You just mm -hmm. have eliminated a little bit. And if you just took out that 150 calories and then did 150 more calories of exercise, I mean, then you've got a gap of 300 calories a day. So that mm -hmm. makes a difference over time. And you always want to lose weight slowly. And also, you know, if you're gaining weight, you do the exact same thing. You're always, you know, competing in diametric opposition, but they're both slow and controlled rise as opposed mm -hmm. to trying to gain a lot of weight really quickly or lose a lot of weight really quickly. Right. Well, I need 15 pounds off of me or 15 pounds starting to muscle by June 24th because I'm going to Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going to Jamaica. And um, okay. LaRonda got her groove back. I want to be, I want to be, I want to be fine, fine in my chair. You know what I'm saying? With no gut, because I want to wear a um crop top. So I just in two months is doable. Right, right, right. The question is, can you maintain a decent diet and a good exercise program leading up to that? Right. Right. Now you got about eight weeks to go, and then you know. Yeah, um, I don't eat Oreos no more, so <laughs> I don't even eat the thin ones. So I have another question. Sure. So I had actually had ended up getting a burn swimming. Then check the concrete; it was a little too hot. Burnt mm -hmm. my thigh. Burnt my thigh. Yeah. And I at that time I was not. Um, when I went to the doctor, they did like tests or whatever. I wasn't healing. I wasn't healing properly and they made me increase my protein. Yeah. So is, I mean, that's, you know, especially for us, that's another problem or whatever. I don't know. I, I, I just like my, my weight just like flatlined it. Um, I wasn't losing anything and I, I really didn't gain anything, but I wasn't losing, but I had to, not, I, I don't know if that's because they increased the, my protein. Like they had me take eating so much protein. It, it was, it was sad. <laughs> and, well, but did, I, at least my, my car healed faster. Huh? I'm sorry. Did it help your burn? Yes, it did. Okay. Yeah. But, but is that, I mean, far as like, far as diet. Solve the problem. <laughs> you get on my nerves. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, the, one of the things about different macronutrients, which are your, you know, carbohydrates, fats, and proteins are they store at different rates. Fat is extremely efficient at storing. It's about 95% efficiency, whereas mm -hmm. carbohydrates and proteins are only around 70, right? So mm -hmm. you basically have more efficiency in storing fat. So if you eat mm -hmm. fat, it becomes fat easier, right? There's not a lot of metabolic processing that has to happen to it, whereas mm -hmm body always needs blood sugar and so carbohydrates going in obviously um, it takes some breaking down they go to blood sugar they go to the, the muscles they go to the liver and they're stored as glycogen and then you have all of this other stuff and and you're always maintaining blood sugar so that you can have a good you know cognitive ability um, but you have a very good regulatory system for that and then anything else is stored as fat right so if you have too many calories of anything um you know, when you have when you have a calorie excess, then obviously it's going to be um, problematic. So you try to get to where you're 
not gaining, not losing, and then you find that happy medium, and then you tweak that. Okay. You tweak yeah. it a little bit to where you're, you know, just eating a little healthier and and changing maybe some of the meals so that you're not making huge differences where you're hating your, you know, mm -hmm. uh, your eating life. Because mm -hmm. that's the thing I think that people make mistakes on is that you know, all diets work. It's just that mm -hmm. And most of them you can, you know, can you never eat carbohydrates for the rest of your life? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, probably not. I mean, maybe there's a few people that could, but mm -hmm. uh, most people are going to pine for some carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. and something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's why, I mean, look at me. I'm, I'm sorry, y'all. I just have all these questions. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Isn't it? Look at me. Look at me like LaRonda. <laughs> Weren't we supposed like, to ask you all the questions, LaRonda? <laughs> <laughs> Be quiet, Eric. Okay, now my other thing too that I think, see, I just really, I'm, I'm really big on able-bodied people trying to tell, you know, someone that is disabled, oh, you know, this, this, and this, and that, when I just think that it's just, it's a difference. It's just a difference. And like the keto diet, like it was like, oh, do the, you know, you know you're, do the keto diet, do that keto diet and you'll be okay. But I'm like, are you for real? Like, cause you, you can do it and you can go lose that belly fat, but I don't know if it's going to work for me. Yeah. I mean, there's, a, there, I mean, there's always diet fads that sort of come and go and keto is, mm -hmm. you know, keto and uh, paleo are probably the most recent ones. Right. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I mean, as far as pet, uh, keto goes, I mean, some of it could work for heavier people. I don't know whether it's a good diet for everybody, but you know, if you can eat like that and then you have to monitor your, your blood work as well because you're eating much more fat and much more cholesterol generally in a mm -hmm. keto diet. So you do have to be concerned about that. Um, yeah. If you're one of those people that has problems with cholesterol and then you know, um, you're adding a high cholesterol diet to that, that can be really problematic. Right. You do have to be concerned about that. But then again, if somebody's super heavy and we just mm -hmm. end up dropping weight, then mm -hmm. which is which is which is more unhealthy to be super heavy or to lose weight on a you know high fat diet? Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of you know one or the other because mm -hmm. you know being super heavy isn't healthy either, and so mm -hmm. you end up you know it, you know I used to say like I wouldn't recommend Atkins to anybody that wasn't like super heavy. Right. But then there's a lot of people that, you know, I mean, you, you have Rob Lowe on, on the TV promoting Atkins now. Mm -hmm. I don't right. think he does, you know, all Atkins, but of course he's a paid mm -hmm. person. That's true. Uh, yeah. I think LaRonda has a, has, has a, a good point on something that yeah. again, that I wanted to piggyback on and she was using it in, in form of a burn, right? But a lot of us mm -hmm. can use it in form of skin breakdown in general, right? So where's the fine line between having a diet in which you can lose weight, mm -hmm. but not get breakdowns of your skin because you don't, you're not sufficiently putting enough protein and or you know, fuel in your body to where, you know, your skin breaks down easier. I, I mean, I don't think there's a, there's a specific correlation between dietary intake of protein and skin breakdown. I mean, obviously you have a, a another factor that usually happens with skin breakdown, which is, you know, irritation of some kind or you know, too much pressure at one point or too often, right. Too much time. Um, 
as far as healing goes, I mean, obviously people, you know, much like LaRonda had with uh, the burn, I mean, somebody that has a decubitus ulcer is going to be um, prescribed a high, you know, protein diet too. Um, so they'll have you drinking, you know, Insure and other you know, mm-hmm. products like that. But I mean, realistically, it's kind of funny from, you know, coming from sports nutrition standpoint, you know, I mean, I remember when they used to give, you know, they would give, you know, this is like my protein bottle, right? And this has- What a- is that? This is just, I'm not going to promote anything for you. Right, right. No, no. Yeah. You see me, I'm like- The whey protein isolate. This is not an store. official promotion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to go to the store. The thing is that, like, Ensure, for example, had right. around- I don't know. I, at the time when they first came out, it had around 12 grams of protein or something like that. And we do not see, we do not advertise for insurance. Oh, I'm sorry. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I will just call it E from now on. <laughs> anyway, I mean, the, uh, a protein scoop in that thing is 25 grams, right? So it's very easy to get a substantial amount of protein and it's very good biological grade protein. So it's very easily mm-hmm. absorbed. It's designed to be absorbed easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so things like digestively, that. does that change your 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 system uh, when you take, say, a, a whey protein supplement like that? Would would it digestively change things for you? In what regard? What do you mean by that? So, like, uh, for somebody who goes in bowel programs and has mm-hmm. situations of where you want your you don't want your stool to be too soft but you want it to be firm enough and you take these fiber supplements to make sure that it's just right right would <laughs> intaking would intaking a whey protein make you have make you alter that in any way in your opinion i guess i don't um probably a little bit you have to be cognizant anytime you have higher protein levels protein requires a little bit more water um for breakdown and processing so as far as that goes you you know i mean obviously with a shake if you're making a shake with a powdered protein you're taking in a substantial amount of water with it right so it may be uh, metered out that way but if you're taking in for example a higher protein diet and just eating more chicken or beef or something like that Mm -hmm. then you may actually have to increase your water levels somehow Um, Mm -hmm. just doing that alone will actually cause a little bit of slowdown but then again it all depends on the person and, and it's really unique sure. person themselves. So it's hard to make a you know, definitive record, sure. but you do need more water. I mean, obviously everybody is attuned to their, you know, bowel program and how much mm-hmm. you know, they have to take in. So, I mean, obviously you would just alter that based on, you know, what, what was happening. Yeah. I'm a quad with the super pubic. So they pretty much just need a hook a water line into my face and it needs to be running all day long, I guess. Supposedly, I don't know. I don't know how you drink four gallons of water a day, but I know I can't do it. What? What they recommend? No, they recommend uh, it's somewhere around a gallon, somewhere near a gallon, a gallon, a gallon and a half, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. See, I can't do that either. One of the things though that I've used, and I just recently started using these actually, um, is. Oh. Yeah, well, you get paid for this. I'm not ever. I'm not advertising, <laughs> nor is this an advertisement. But these guys work well for me. So, what is uh, that? I'm gonna get some. Uh, what is I'm gonna grab, noon, I'm gonna grab some. Put it and, in a put it in a text message. N U U N noon. It's but what is it in general? It's a hydrate. It's a hydration hydration electrolyte tablet. 
The one I take is a sports hydration tablet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a little bit of caffeine in it, which is nice because mm-hmm. keeps me from getting tired. And uh, <laughs> but the other thing, the other thing it does, um, like I've, I just noticed today I don't have black circles underneath my eyes for the first time in a long time. And I've been just drinking like one to two of these a day, and it, it's been helping me a lot with my hydration and it's always been a struggle for me always been mm-hmm. a big struggle mm-hmm. okay okay well send it in our in the thing so i can because i will like i i, I know I, I drink a lot of coffee in the morning because i get up at four four a.m okay. um so i mean you know, i'm like 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 now i'm like tired it's, i don't like tired but you know, um, i have a recommendation mm-hmm. stop getting up so early <laughs> well i gotta work i gotta work so before you know before we get too far too i want to ask you about his affiliation with ability like what was like um yeah, Gabe, you gave me that. my first tour through ability 360 back in the day that's probably true yeah mm-hmm. well that's where i that's where i work yeah i was there when it was being built yeah oh, didn't okay. you help design like the weight room and, and get all all that set up for uh for accessibility and stuff? Yeah, I mean, it was it was really kind of cool because um, initially I was brought in just as a uh, um, consultant because mm-hmm. they had a list of equipment that they were, you know, that they had just sort of put together with the planning committee. And it was really like, like the, the list was actually kind of funny because it was from people who had no idea what an accessible piece of equipment was. So that was my keen insight was coming in and saying like, oh, no, no, we don't need that. We need this. And we ended up getting a lot more equipment and for a lot less money. And so um, it was kind of nice to be able to build a gym with my own mindset, you know, um, and the other great thing was that I was able to take advantage of the deck at the time to be able to basically bring people over from other um, disability organizations and just have them walk through and tell me mm-hmm. what was right and wrong. And we kind of figured it all out based on that, which was, I mean, that's extremely unique that you have that ability to do that. So yeah. it was really it's a phenomenal gym. I mean, it, it, it's super it, cool. Yeah, it's, yep. it's really, I mean, Anyone that gets a chance, if you ever get over to Phoenix, you got to check that place out. Um, yeah. Ability 360 Sports Fitness Center is, is if you have a disability of any sort, that's the place to go. Seriously. If you want an all-access gym where you can just mm-hmm. do what you want to do to keep yourself healthy and, and make sure that you have the accessibility to do it, that's the place to do it. That is not an official recommendation sponsorship. Um, none of these official names are actual, actually sponsoring us. Um, but if any of you would like to sponsor us, um, <laughs> I would highly recommend getting a hold of me or Sean, LaRonda. Not Sean. me. No, not Don't me. get a hold of me. <laughs> not me. Get up, get up. Eric, Eric. You call him at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it'll be fine. They'll answer. But, uh, I, I, will, I will agree with you on this. I I came from Michigan and a place where we didn't have I didn't have anywhere anywhere that I could turn to to do any of that stuff unless I had a script to go to a physical therapy office mm-hmm. and then you had to work through insurance companies and or private pay for mm-hmm. these absorbent amounts of money to mm-hmm. be able to have access to a machine and then when I came here man I was blown away I will say I was definitely blown away by Ability 360 and and mm-hmm. how much you can do on your own right you don't necessarily yeah. need 
somebody there to walk you through and help you get into everything and use everything. So mm-hmm. yeah. well done. Yeah. I do have to, I do have to kind of, um, I really don't like the rope pull machine though. That one is just brutal. Huh? If you were, it, if you were involved in getting one of that one in there, I just, I don't know if I like that because that one. That was, that was by far our most popular machine. Oh, <laughs> so deadly. So I, deadly. I, I, you know what? I like, I almost, I like die, like literally, like it's not that they don't have it up there now because of COVID um, or whatnot, but that was like part of our, like, um, we play soft because we play, play softball and we mm-hmm. have our strength and conditioning and that was like that was part of our routine is yeah. that thing i hate it I'll, i'd rather do that one instead of the whatever yeah. The, oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so LaRonda, you said you literally died are we talking to LaRonda 2.0 then at this point or is it 3.0 <laughs> or what are we doing here okay don't start with me, Eric. Well, two two things <laughs> on the Ability 360 Center. But, um, we also were doing that with the vision of having that idea spread throughout the United States that if people mm-hmm. keep tournaments, and that's why we hosted so many tournaments and uh, games and things that had our own teams, was that people come in, they see mm-hmm. the facility, they maybe see some of the equipment, maybe they can't reproduce a $13.6 million facility, but they can mm-hmm. take the idea and say, hey, we could buy that. We could buy that rope pole, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, buy that in Michigan. But, you know, I mean, the idea was to spread the, the you know, just information base as well as the, uh, um, the employees that go there and then go on to other places and help other people. So, I mean, that makes a big difference. I mean, I work at uh, Glendale Community College as well. And we have a, uh, that is not a plug. Um, We're we not have- plugging anything on this show. We have a, you know, a, an adaptive facility there too. It's much smaller, but at the same time, um, you know, we, we have all of our students go through the program and they learn mm-hmm. how to work with people with disabilities. So um, mm-hmm. you know, another place for people that can't get to Ability 360, mm-hmm. another place on the west side. Mm-hmm. So. Well, you know, I, I have to say this because we come in, we want to be healthy. We want to live, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that it's a smart move for um, these gyms, because, you know, I, I went to them all, LA Fitness, Planet Fitness, I went to every last one of them, and it was a waste of my money, because I could not do anything, now you go, they actually, now they installed um, lifts for you to get into the pools, even now going to the hotels, you see more of the lifts getting, get, um, for us yeah. to be able to enjoy the pools, and, and things of that nature, before, they didn't do any of that, like, I never had, I had never seen one of those, I, I, I see it at the YMCA uh, back in Wisconsin, where I'm from, um, but it was only one YMCA that basically had it. So, you know, it's it's really, to be truly honest, it's like, you know, the disability population, I always tell people, it's, it's I, I don't know how to, you know, any, any good way of saying it, or if, I don't know if it's a bad, you know, people every day, car accident, you know, something happens or some tragically tragic accident happened and you become disabled. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like it's going away or you can get rid of us. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's, I think that it's more uh, for them to, 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 to be more, um, to make their facilities more adaptable, accessible. It's the law, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. yeah. And you I've know, been I, I do, that. I do see, see it changing a little, very slow, but 
something. Well, I've been fighting on that level for a long time as well because I I've used a lot of the commercial gyms, and mm -hmm. uh, the problem is that they see they see accessible equipment as as an add-on. They don't see it as something like I I was asking at Planet Fitness for, and I'm not endorsing them. Um, they you know, I was asking them for an upper body ergometer because I said, you know, this is, I'm also a strength and conditioning coach. So, I mean, from, I look at it as from a training perspective too. If I'm going to have somebody do bench press, I'm not going to have them warm up on a treadmill, right? So the idea is to warm up the joints you're about to use. Mm -hmm. He's doing upper body exercise. It doesn't make sense to do it on a lower body exercise to do the warm up. Um, so the idea was that, you know, I would just, you know, go in there and tell them who I was and, and they would bring in one of these things. And it took me two and a half years to get them to clear, um, SciFit, which makes the upper body ergometer as a vendor. And they finally did. And so they started putting them in, you know, other, other facilities, the newer ones. Um, and they finally did get one, but it took me a long time. And that was just one piece of equipment. It took me a long time. Yeah. And I saw some people with dis disabilities that came into the gym, you know, with lower ability than I have, I can transfer over onto equipment and things like that with relative ease. But I was, I was watching this guy, he had um, spastic cerebral palsy and he was trying to use some of the equipment and nobody was helping him. And, you know, I mean, like you were saying before, if someone has to go to either a therapy department or has to hire a personal trainer to help them, then it becomes prohibitively expensive. And nobody joins a gym to have an accessible, you know, bathroom. You join the gym to use the gym. So, you know, this is why you want to spread this idea of having equipment for people that anybody can use. Um, doesn't matter whether you're disabled or not. And that's the great thing about those, you know, um, pieces that we bought for the fitness center, you know, with the Bravo, fit, the uh, uh, Cybex line, because they're all access, right? So it makes it much easier for somebody to just switch the seat in and out and you can have people work out together, which was in the past that was unheard of. You know, you could, mm -hmm. it took you so long to transfer, you weren't going to transfer back and forth. So, no. you know, you could actually work out with someone. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Again, I tell you, I want to thank you for coming. I know we're, we've been on here for a while and we're kind of running short on time. Before we do get out of here though, I, there's got to be somewhere where people can reach you to be able to find out about all of this stuff, find out more, hire you to help them do all those kind of things. Where can we find you and how? Um, I, well, I'm on Facebook, of course. Um, so I'm probably friends with some of you. Um, and uh, um, I, I teach at the campus over here at Mesa Community College. So if people want to come and actually take a course with me, they can do that. Um, and then I teach through the ASU online, so I'm there as well. But uh, if they just want to email me, it's painless at cox.net. Um, I'll always respond, so feel free to send me a line and I'll, I'll be happy to answer questions. Um, Eric, make sure you put that in the bottom of, of, of this, right? On everything. Eric, if you, if you send that over to Eric, he'll definitely put, put that on the bottom so any, people can reach you if that's okay with you. I know, you know, there's some yeah. people who want to do that. Yeah. Gabe, just give me a blurb. Just give me a little blurb of what you'd like to be presented on the, on the video and we'll get it. Okay. Take care. 
Well, and any like if you know if we, uh, if we have anybody that uh, wants to ask more questions or anything like that, feel free to have me back. I'd be happy to talk about this anytime. I mean, we talked yeah. a lot about nutrition, but we can also talk about more exercise stuff too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, and I and and that's stuff that you know you really like to get into. I know that you know all of us have different situations, so it would be hard for us to go all the way through all of us and ask for what each of us would work best for each of us and all that kind of stuff. But people definitely want to know that. Um, I, I would like to see this happen again, you know, maybe part of a health series that we do, you know, like health and wellness series, Yeah, you know, and where we can take some questions and then filter them to you that way. Um, which would be cool. Well, keep in mind, like I'm not the end all be all on, on, you know, but don't tell people that tell them you are, that's how things yeah. work now. Right. <laughs> right. It's just like with exercise. I mean, nobody has the, the, the holy grail of like, what's the best exercise for someone. But you all we have, you're all we it, have right now. Except you're for have. you. I'll try and give you good information. I'm not going to try and blow smoke. But exactly. uh, you know, well, I mean, everybody yeah. responds to different things differently, mm -hmm. and, so, and it's hard to say like this is exactly what you need to do with any definitive, you know, certainty. <laughs> although, although I, I would bet that eighty percent of what you're going to say would work. I, I certainly hope I'm at least eighty percent. Yes. So eighty percent right. as good as you can get, as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. So fifty percent, it works a hundred percent of the time. I get it. I see what's happening. <laughs> For real. I mean, well, you know what they used to tell me? Just put on the highest weight you can, grab it, and just jerk it as hard as you can, right? <laughs> Bro That's science. Bro That's science. Gonna yeah. That's gonna <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I know I know that we gotta we, we gotta cut these to time frames. Um, and again, I appreciate you very much so. Um I'm going to see if I have your contact in here at all. We can say that one more time. Uh, Gabe, Gabe Gerbic. Uh, no, what, what that's at Facebook. You can find him at Gabe Gerbic. That's G E R B I C. Correct. That's correct. And, uh, do you have an Instagram somebody can reach you on? I do, but I don't use it. Unfortunately. Sorry. There's my, uh, my email. I just sent it. On the, it's painless at cox.net. So if anybody wants to email me, feel free. Yeah. Painless, that's as in pain, P-A-I-N, less, L-E-S-S, at cox.net. Gabe Gerbic, send him some messages. He's he's happy to answer some or some questions, not messages. What? Uh, maybe messages. I think I he'd know. be available for 3 o'clock <laughs> three o'clock in the morning calls, too, actually, if you really want no, to do that. That's Eric's That's Eric's department. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that to Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers is available between 12 p.m. and 3 a.m. for people to call. Um, and I would like to thank uh, Kenny's dog for making three or four appearances in this show. I, I, if nobody noticed. There he is right there. There he is. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. don't right. know what you're talking about. You're right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so last things, uh, like I said, I appreciate it very much. Um, I probably will send you some messages. I know I have some things I'm trying to work on with diet situations for myself. Um, and so I'll send you some messages. So, again, thank you. Final thoughts, Eric Kenning. Gabe, thanks for, thanks for coming on. 
Um, and uh, thank you for all your knowledge and advice. Um, just, just, and I'm going to try that uh, air frying everything and see what happens there. I think that's going to be one of my first uh, dieting challenges. The key to the air frying is putting just a little bit of, you know, oil on the outside to keep it from, you know, um, getting to the point where it's over dry and then doing it. So that way you don't, you don't end up deep frying it, but you're, mm -hmm. you have enough on there to make it crispy and then it doesn't uh, dry out. <laughs> so spray Pam all over it is what you're saying. I get it. I mean, you uh, can do that. I mean, <laughs> Pam is food grade. LaRonda. <laughs> Wow. Miranda Hart, final final thoughts, final questions, final anything. Well, well, I learned a lot. Thank you, you got for cut coming off. on. I, I learned a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank and you. I have to say thank you to all I can't of you. Hear anything. It's <laughs> great to have um, our population represented on, uh, on the podcast scene. Uh -huh. and, you know, I mean, the more we can get information out to people, the better. I mean, there's people in places where they don't have Ability 360 and, you know, gyms down the street. I mean, I grew up in a place in upstate New York that had absolutely nothing. I was in rural upstate New York and there was nothing. So, I mean, I worked out at home with spin-on dumbbells and that, that was about it. So, you know, when I got here, I, I remember when I first got to ASU, I mean, I was just amazed at how much they had for people with disabilities not only sports, but activities, all different kinds of things to do. Um, so it makes a difference for people that, you know, that don't have access to that, that they at least have ideas out there, right? That's right. Active lifestyles. That's what, the more active you live your lifestyle, the better you'll feel. That's for sure. All right. My final thoughts, Gabe, thanks for coming. I appreciate you. LaRonda, the first bit of this, I appreciate you. <laughs> Um, and for anybody who's listening and didn't catch the first part, don't let your children listen. Um, but it was great as well. And also, thank you, Gabe, again for the second part of this. Um, are you? Are you saying this at the end? We out. <laughs>